John out here with you. It is September 14th, 2021. How's everybody doing out there, ladies and gentlemen? This is going to be a quick video here, or at least as quick as I can do it. We're going to try to go through all these games and the PlayStation Showcase. And then I'm going to close it up by giving you some NBA 2K22 thoughts on the PS5 side. So, as you know, some of these PlayStation Showcases between the last few months have been kind of dry, you know, non-existent with a lot of gameplay information but that kind of changed a few days ago so with this lineup there was quite a few of them god of war ragnarok multi-plat ps5 ps4 marvel spider-man 2 with venom that's launched in 2023 you got a remake of star wars knights of the old republic which was a classic on the original xbox Grand Theft Auto V coming for a third time in console generations from 360 PS3, Xbox One, PS4, and now PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles in March 2022. And then Insomniac again surprised the hell out of everybody with a teaser announcement of Marvel's Wolverine. So let's go through some of these really quick before we get to some of the other ones so god of war ragnarok you know if you play god of war on the ps4 you kind of got teased at the end when you beat the game of thor sitting there with uh kratos and boy over there but uh you kind of got teased to that and then you when you saw some of the gameplay and stuff in there it was the similar gameplay to the ps4 version which is what everybody wanted that kind of cinematic you know first not really first person but over the shoulder kind of thing where it never it's just one camera shot and it kind of stays close in that's pretty much what you're getting with that and the gameplay looks as good as ever in that trailer so those again as we like to make fun of with the next generation starts with us with jim ryan as i always talk about they should just embrace xbox's approach at this point because it's a game that's going to be on ps5 and ps4 but i digress it's nice to see that everyone's going to get a chance to play it. I would imagine in 2023 when uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 launches the official sequel, you know, not from Side Story from Miles Morales, that's going to be a great game. You already know that is. And we'll see how Venom is going to be employed. But that, again, was 2023. Is that also going to be a PS4 game? Is that also going to be another one of those things where PS, you know, gets a $10 uptake? If you want to get to the PS5 version. But here's the thing for me. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I didn't have the OG Xbox. I had a PS2. And everyone and their mother told me how great Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is. And even as myself. Who's not really wholeheartedly a Star Wars fan. Or any of the realm. Or, I know Star Wars and Star Trek are not the same thing. I'm not having that conversation. But any of that kind of stuff I'm not really into. But at the same time, the game's so great, I'm going to play it anyway. That's what I've always been told. And now coming out on the PS5, I'm definitely going to check it out and see what it's all about. Because it was supposed to be one of the best games ever made, especially at the time of the Xbox and PC release and all of that. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of those games also, original Bioware, that you're thinking about jade empire that was also on the xbox and i really badly would like to play that game i never played that before it'd be nice to see a remake of that but we'll see how the writing and everything else will change between knights of the old republic from you know xbox now all the way to playstation 5 i imagine that there's going to be some changes but i also imagine at the same time the game is going to be one of the greatest games ever made because that's what it was on the initial xbox 
So greatness will transcend, I would imagine. Grand Theft Auto V. Look, guys, there's not much to say about this one. If you haven't played it between the Xbox 360 and the PS3, you didn't play the next iteration between the PS4 and the Xbox One, it's going to be just everything you already imagined as far as immediate load times and the switching between the three characters. Like I told you before when I did a review of the game on the PS4 that Grand Theft Auto V made for a fantastic single-player game. I know a lot of you are worried about whether or not online progress will transfer over, and thankfully it will. So if you put a lot of time into the online component of Grand Theft Auto, it's going to be, you know, transported over, which will be nice. And then, you know what, guys, if you wanted Grand Theft Auto 6 to come out faster, you probably stop supporting Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm not saying that to be an asshole or anything or to get dislikes on the video, but it's one of those things. Everybody's wondering, okay, great, Grand Theft Auto 5 is a great game, but it's for the third different console generation. Everybody wants to see 6. But Rockstar is not stupid. They know they're making a cash cash money cow as far as the online component of it, so they might as well do it again because they're going to make a shit ton more money, as they should, because Grand Theft Auto V was a great game. If you hadn't played it by now, play it by now, but there's not much to say at this point. So what really shocked me was Insomniac again. I mean, they've been really freaking busy with this. You know, between, you know, Miles Morales, Remaster of Spider-Man, and Spider-Man 2, and now, you know, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Marvel's Wolverine, everyone's saying now that Disney Corporation, it could be multi-plat, but Insomniac's going to be handling this one, so, again, is it going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive, or will it eventually, you know, seek out in the PC realm, like some of these timed uh, PlayStation exclusives are? It probably won't. Honestly, it probably won't at this point. I know this is just rumors here at 1.10 a.m., at 9-14-2021, but you know Insomniac's going to do a good job, just like they've always done so far. There really isn't much to say as far as a poor track record, because there really hasn't been one. So, I mean, it's ex excitement all you want, you know, Wolverine's my favorite X-Men character, and it's Insomniac handling the job, so can't imagine things get too poor on that regard, but as Marvel's Spider-Man 2 gets a 2023 release, when will Marvel's Wolverine come out? You'd imagine shortly after 2023 or 2024. So we're a little ways away from all that stuff, but a, a shocker nonetheless. So let's get into some of these other games, because I have a little bit more of a take on some of these. So Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Remaster, featuring Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy shipping in early 2022 early next year so uncharted 4 was one of the best games on the ps4 you know naughty dog has done a lot of good things and i might be one of those ones because some people were 50 50 on the story between last of us 2 and all of that but if you liked uncharted if you liked legacy which was an expanded you know uncharted 4 with just a little bit of a cherry on top and you haven't played it yet it's going to be remastered for PS5. So the one thing for me, again, if you hadn't played it, it'd be good for you to pick it up and play it. But at the same time, if you played this one on the PlayStation 4, there really doesn't sound like there's going to be much besides like a little bit of an FPS improvement. There's not going to be any other you know, multiplayer DLCs, things like that coming to you. It's just those two games, again, probably for the $75 price point with tax. So... Just keep that in mind 
Uncharted 4 was great, and I thought Lost Legacy did get a chance to play that one as well. A little bit shorter, but good as well. I mean, you're getting two really good games, but just keep in mind, again, if you're looking for some kind of PS5 wow factor, you're not really going to get that one with Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Remaster coming early 2022 on PS5. So, this is the biggest differentiator for me in this game. It's a racing game that everybody knows, and hopefully it's going to be a return to form. Gran Turismo 7. So, I grew up on the initial Gran Turismo when it launched on the PlayStation in all of its polygon glory. And Gran Turismo 2, even with some of those subtle glitches on the side that released shortly after, what was it, 1999? I want to say it could have been a little bit earlier. There was sometime around Christmas, I think 99 Christmas. Uh, Gran Turismo 2 was probably the greatest racing game of all time in that series. You can count four... You know, maybe six, some people like that stuff on the uh, PS3. But you know what it was for me? Gran Turismo has always been a single-player experience where you just love the different types of cars and all of that, and you get lost in the scenery and racing and all of that. Now, everybody talks about it, especially from the Xbox 360 and the PS3 side, that gaming, especially with Xbox Live, and you got to give it to them, Microsoft on that, especially went into the online forefront. So Gran Turismo Sport comes out for PS4, and everybody likes Gran Turismo Sport, if they're liking the online side of it, but for those, like myself, that fancy more of a single-player game and crave all that experience, you know, from Gran Turismo 2, Gran Turismo 3A spec when I first got my PS2, you know, 2 and 3, 1, 2, 3 were the ones that I played. You know, 4 was late in the PS2 life cycle. Didn't get a chance to play that one. I think the only other one that I touched was GTA 5, uh, GTA, Gran Turismo 5 Prologue, which was just a prologue experience when Blockbuster Video was still open, and I rented that one. And that was great. The graphics looked fantastic, but it was just a prologue experience. But that was, you know, all my action between 1, 2, 3, and 5 Prologue. I'm hoping Gran Turismo 7 will make a return to the single-player form so I can get lost and the dual sense feedback, listen to that with the uh, you know bass up high on the sound bar and just getting all the audio. I might freaking buy some 3D audio headset if it's not patched in from the sound bar like Sony said it's going to do eventually through TVs and sound bars. If that 3D audio only comes into the headset, I might be enjoying it in Gran Turismo 7. I might even get myself a fucking racing wheel, but that's getting a little out of line. Maybe just, maybe just the headset. But this is a good thing here. March 4th, 2024 for PS5 and PS4. So, you know what? Between you know 5, 6, and 7, 5 and 6 on the PS3, Gran Turismo 7 on PS4, I can't imagine what the loading times are going to be like because 5 and 6, from what I was told and what I saw, it takes quite a bit. And there's going to be some updates. But uh, PS5, if you love racing games and you haven't played any of the stuff on PC or Xbox between uh, Forza Motorsport or Horizon. Forza Motorsport's fantastic. Don't let any uh, PlayStation fanboys ridicule you on that. There's nothing wrong with Forza Motorsport. I loved, what was it, Forza 3 on the Xbox 360. I did play a little bit of Forza 4, and I like that a hell of a lot more because Gran Turismo wasn't giving me what I wanted at the time. But now it's been so long, I want to try to go ahead and check that out again. And hopefully Gran Turismo 7 will be the game that I've been waiting for since uh, 2 and 3. <laughs> so this is another one here. Square Enix, Forspoken, an action RPG 
and it looks really good. It seems like it's going to be a limited console exclusive on the PS5 for two years, and then head to PC, probably Xbox and all that stuff as well. Hopefully it ends up doing all that, because we need to get all these games on all these multi-consoles as much as possible. Yes, exclusives do sell games, but it's nice to get everybody a chance to play it and see what everybody thinks about it, because if more people get a chance to play these games, the better. That's how it always is. It's how you always got to look at it, unless you're a freaking crazy lunatic. So, the game's going to launch Spring 2022 for Spoken. You know, with Square Enix, I'm going to talk about this in some of the games here, because I want to mention this again. So, for Spoken by Square Enix, you also got Marvel, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy by Square Enix from PS5 and PS4. So, this is a single-player experience from Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. But this is the, the note that I wanted to mention here. Can Square Enix redeem itself? Because Marvel Avengers, which was that live service game, didn't really live up to the hype. I know maybe some of you like that. Maybe some of you can get uh, some of the gameplay aspects of it. Maybe you wanted it to be like Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, like myself. A uh, multiplayer game that you can play with your friends that uh, is just a really good beat-em-up. But, you know, it didn't, turn out, it didn't turn out to be that way. So, Marvel's Avengers was pretty poor, I thought. It didn't live up to the live service hype. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a single-player experience. That's going to launch on October 26th. So between Guardians of the Galaxy and Forspoken, Square Enix has a chance to launch a couple of haymakers and just pretty much revitalize themselves from the dud from Marvel's Avengers, in my opinion. I know some of you guys will like that, but I thought the game was very uh, boring, dry, and monotonous, and I did talk about that when I left a beta review of it. So another one here. Project Eve, okay? I don't know who Shift Up is, but Project Eve looks like a sick action combat game, pretty much, and I know this isn't the company, because it's Shift Up, but it looked like one of those uh, Platinum Game style games, like Nier Automata and things like that. It looks freaking awesome from what I saw. Didn't get a release date on all of that, but it looks like one to look out for. If you love action combat games... This one looks really damn good. Can't wait to see more information on that. If you want more Borderlands, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, March 25th, 2022 for PS5, PS4, and Multi-Platinum, stuff like that. You know it's coming out on the Xbox. This one, an Xbox 360 classic, Alan Wake Remastered, coming from PS5 and PS4. Guys, when I played this and beat this on the Xbox 360, it's been so long now, I'm definitely going to want to buy this on the PS5 and play it again. You play as Alan Wake, who was a writer. It's a survival horror game. You pretty much need the flashlight to be able to shine on foes and then be able to shoot them with guns and stuff like that. It was freaking awesome. A little bit scary. Combat was good. Uh, I really liked it. I can't wait to play it again. And the best part is it launches just in a couple weeks here. Uh, October 5th, 2021. So definitely look out for that one. And this is one if you hadn't heard. I know this game has been delayed a while from Tango Gameworks. Ghostwire Tokyo. This is probably going to be another timed exclusive, I would think, from the PlayStation 5 side. And then coming to PC, Xbox, and all that as well. They say Spring 2022. Who knows if it gets delayed again. But it's from survival horror masterpiece of Resident Evil Shinji Mikami. Which is something to look out for. And if you do still get some of those Game Informer magazines or some of the digital stuff, I highly recommend 
that you check out issue 338. It had Tales of Arise on it, was the RPG issue. So, Akumi Nakamura is one of the uh, art directors, or was one of the art directors at Tango Gameworks before she founded her own studio. And she had some really great remarks on there. I wish I would have kept the fucking issue with me to share some of that stuff with you. But she kicked the hell of a lot of ass when she was on E3 and Bethesda stage and all that. And she pretty much you know, was a fan favorite. She's been in the industry for a long time. If you get a chance to check out issue 338 and you see some of the stuff in Game Informer, she had an excellent interview from in terms of how she grew up, how she loved Resident Evil and wanted survival horror games and wanted to be a part of the game studio. She used to work for Capcom. She used to talk about how people used to sleep underneath their desks and uh, other people would beat the crap out of each other to stay up and you have bad business practices and things like that. Don't kid yourself. I'm not singling out Konami or Capcom or some of these other companies, but she was just talking about the industry and how it ended up making her sick, how she got back into it, how through all the turmoil and everything else, she founded her own studio, but she loved all the experiences that she's had from things prior. Uh, Ghostwire, Ghostwire Tokyo looks really good. Her story was really interesting, and it's got Shinji Mikami in it from Resident Evil. Uh, check this one out, because I feel like this one is going to be excellent when it comes out, hopefully spring 2022, but I feel like it might be delayed. Again, maybe. So, a couple quick ones here, because we don't have a lot of information on it, and we'll close out with uh, 2K22 and also something coming out today. So, Kid Amnesia, it was like a 30-second clip. Is it a survival horror game? All we got was a camera clip that comes out in November. Blood Hunt, it looks like a humans versus vampires type of thing. Uh, it seems to look like it has some type of online component. I could be wrong about that one. No release date. Chia, a unique platformer. It had a significant art style that's going to be releasing here pretty soon on uh, PS5 and PS4. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, you're going to be getting more of that in January 2022 for multi-plat consoles. And today, and this is a big surprise for me, you know, you talk about Bethesda Softworks and some of these games. you got a lot to do after Fallout 76. Well, it seems like right now, as we're sitting here, Deathloop's coming out today. And you probably already have a chance to pre-download it on PS5 and PC. It's a timed exclusive there before it heads to the Xbox consoles, but those with Game Pass are going to be playing on PC and things like that. You're going to need a really, really, really good rig, supposedly, to run Deathloop. Uh, the main significance of this right now that I'm seeing is everybody's loving the gameplay, and I see quite a few tens out there. Tens for reviews. So check that one out, and uh, maybe, honestly, I can get a review to you around Christmas time, because... It's one of those things, I'm going to be playing Diablo 2 Resurrected here in about nine, eight, nine days. So, you know, between maybe a little bit of 2K22, my player, once they get that face scan in there, so I can try to do some of the my career and hope that, you know, a couple of my buddies can get the PS5 or anyone, we can start playing and making a crew. But uh, Deathloop's got to be one of those ones to watch and maybe a review for me by the end of the year. Because I see tens and my eyes light up. So... Let's do this again. God of War Ragnarok, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, Grand Theft Auto 5, Marvel's Wolverine, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, Grand Turismo 7, Forspoken, Project Eve, 
Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Ellen Wake Remastered, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ghostwire Tokyo, Kid Amnesia, Blood Hunt, Chia, Rainbow Six Extraction, and Deathloop, your PlayStation Showcase from a few days ago. What do you think? Facebook.com slash TBUGunslinger, Twitter at John Ryan Ott. Is any one of these games out there enough to make you get a PS5? What do you think about it? So I'm going to close out here with some thoughts. So NBA 2K22, you know, after getting the review out there for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I did end up spending that money that was in there, and I got uh, 2K22. So I know not everybody's a huge basketball fan and stuff like that. And sports games, the same things every year, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, 2K21, I got that on PS5 at launch. I know 21 wasn't a great game. But what's really surprised me right now from playing 2K22 is I feel like this is one of the better 2Ks that's been released. And this is with just limited online experience here um, within the last four or five years. Because especially what I've noticed, again, the AI, people will figure that stuff out. As far as playing some of the single player things and what, what's going to work and what's not going to work. And there might be some glitches there as far as if you have more than 100 friends on your friends list. And you're going online loading into the city. If you have an Xbox especially it's going to boot you out. PlayStation I heard some, some of the similar things. There's some glitches there. However the gameplay is what seems to be the biggest improvement in 2K for a while. And what I've noticed especially from 2K22 is... The enhancement that defense actually provides. So when you're putting hands up, when you're blocking shots, you can feel those block shots. And you feel like your user inputs matter when actually playing defense. What's interesting to me and what kind of scared me at the time was being able to have to time your dunks. Now thankfully this isn't one of those things that you have to do all the time. It's only when you do down on the stick for the Xbox or the PlayStation when you press down on the right stick... That's when you would be timing your dunks, and you have to get it within the meter. So when you get the meter around and it goes clockwise and gets to green, and you release in that window, you can make the dunk. The significance of this is when you're using down, that's one of the ones that's flashier for posterizing. So you're going to have to time those ones. You can't just go in there and do like a, a fucking 720 helicopter spin like you would do in 2K20 and 2K21 and dunk over everybody and be a six foot two guy that can slam all over a seven foot two guy with no restrictions and no repercussions so if you're going in there in traffic you'll probably get swatted and it's going to be harder to make that dunk which i think is a good skill gap to have so one of my biggest complaints from 2k21 and again this is not a full-on review of all of the stuff i can give you more impressions and everything else later once i get my feet wet with the my career and some of the online things but one of my biggest impressions so far as well was an improvement to shooting. 2K21 was horrific on shooting. The shot meter and everything else, again, is now to the side and kind of goes up when you get a green there. If you hold too long, you're going to have a guaranteed miss, whether it's too early or too late. So the shot meter, it's a little bit easier to shoot, but at the same time, just like how MLB The Show does it, but at the same time, I would like NBA 2K, especially in the next one, to give us customizable shot meters. That would be something. Because, okay, look, it might be easier to hit that window, hit that timing, if you have a big-ass meter, things like that. 
but I would be able to choose whether it would be under the feet or over the head or the side or the size of it to make sure it's completely customizable because there's points when you have that shot meter on and I know a lot of you guys will play with it off because you're supposed to get a supposed boost I'll have to see more how all that works as I play more with it try to play with it off but at the same time the meter especially when you're standing on the baseline gets cut off standing in the corners it gets cut off you can't tell yeah you're gonna have to tell with your eyes eyes and ears as far as the shot release and things like that but it's one of those things that should be a little more customizable to get more ease of use because the skill gap at the end of the day is still going to be a skill gap you're gonna have to time your shots it would just be nice if you can always see that shot meter every single time or not be an inconvenience as far as getting in the way of the game space and where the ball would be so that's just one of those things that I think of but the game feels pretty good so far and it remains to be seen when we're going to get that 2K face scan so I can start my career because I want to actually put this ugly mug on my player. So, you know, the app and everything else is always garbage. People use it for the face scan, but I'm one of the ones out there that still like doing that because I want to get my sour cream face on my, my player and uh, get things going. So, once I actually get my feet wet, I can give you more of a review of that game. But what did you think of some of this stuff? The PlayStation Showcase, I gave you some stuff on 2K22. And I will get this video out to you shortly. This is kind of a test here to see how everything is getting set up. Um, probably by Christmas. I'm not imagining this room layout is going to change. But I'm trying to get a new computer and everything else all set up. And I'm thankful for my cousins David and uh, Michael to be able to help me with some of this stuff here. And um, we'll see what happens. i got a lot of work to do and hopefully by want to say December by Christmas I can get all this stuff done I got a little bit more money to put in all of this but it'll be nice so we'll see how all of it goes I will talk to you guys soon peace out everybody have a good one